The 2017 Australasian Simulation Congress, presented by Simulation Australasia and Simulcast. So welcome to the first of our combined Simulcast, Simulation Australasia podcast from day one of the Australasian Simulation Congress. It's been a great day here in Sydney. We've heard all about teamwork. We've heard from astronauts. We've had a fantastic time. Uh, ben has joined me to help put this podcast together. So I'm going to kick off, Ben. What were your take-home points from the day? Uh, it was such a pleasure to uh, watch Dr. Eduardo Salas uh, talk today, um, and in particular, kind of my take-home points from his talk, uh, which was just a fascinating compression of about 30 years of research, was really that a lack of role clarity is the most efficient killer of teamwork worldwide. That sim training kind of works best if you fundamentally bake into the design of the scenarios some very explicit learning objectives. And I think something that's come up in discussions across the days has been the benefits of uh, trying to bake in very specific measurable targets in your scenarios as well to allow you to kind of future-proof um, justifying uh, your own simulation program and seeing whether what you're actually implementing uh, is uh, actually working. Uh, yeah, I think it was a great start to the conference because across health, and don't forget we're also here with defence and aviation and other domains of simulation, teamwork really is a consistent theme that runs throughout the work that we do in simulation. So we're going to go to an interview with Eduardo Salas now and here's some points from what he thinks we should have taken away. The overall overarching concept might be that this is a simulation conference and I've been in simulation for also 30 years, is that what matters in simulation and what should be uh, thought of and through is the instructional features that you attach to a very flashy, uh, immersive simulation. It is the, the connections of learning objectives, the carefully crafted scenarios, assessment and observation protocols, and the debriefing or after-action review. That's what matters. That's mm -hmm. what leads to learning. Mm -hmm. So that was one concept. But I also wanted to tell them that it's not only the things that happen during simulation that matters. There are things you need to worry about before and after because the science of learning has clearly pointed out that uh, actually that matters more than what happens during. So one of the issues that I brought was the issue of motivation to learn. So there's three kinds of motivation. There's motivation to attend, which is before motivation to learn, which is doing, and then there's motivation to apply, which is after get out. I think that was the key thing, and of course underneath that there are issues of uh, assessment, measurement, reflection, debriefing, feedback, and, and that's what makes simulation powerful. So a couple of key concepts there. One is, I think it's no uh, surprise to anyone, but you're talking about instructional design and educational principles being the key. And then the next thing you're saying is, really, we need to prepare our learners as much for simulation as the people doing delivery uh, along right. the lines of this motivation. And so how do you think we should do that? Well, um, it, so, yeah, you need to think about uh, that it's not only uh, sending people to um, the simulation or to the training um, that matters is, is you need to supervisors, instructors, whoever need to be thinking um, before that to say, okay, this is the, in, in telling the learner, 
prepare the learner. This is why you're going to go into the simulation. This is why you're going to attend this training, because we don't, don't want to make errors, because it leads to better safety, because it leads to better performance, whatever the reason, the learning objective might be. Mm -hmm. So you need to prepare that. And then when they come back from the training, from the simulation, from the experience, then you say, what you just learned, this is how we're going to use it. This is how you're going to apply it. This is why we need it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so it's that caring and feeling that gets overlooked a lot. Uh, and, and therefore, uh, you know, then people wonder how come we're not getting the behaviors yeah. that, that we want, that, that we send people to do. And, and, and so it, that's how you do it. it, it's, it's, it, it it's thinking about why you're sending this team, why you're sending this group of people to the learning experience and, and, and so forth. Yeah, and for me that was probably the, the next really main point that came out was you're talking about the transfer of team training back to practice. And as you said, the learner's motivation is very big. Um, but the second thing that you really made a quite a point about was the organisational context in which yeah. this team training happens and there were some questions from the audience about uh, culture of the organisations yeah. but also as you say about what happens when people come back uh, in fact, one of the things I really liked, and it got a little bit of uh, promotion on social media, was this idea of the chief teamwork officer mm -hmm. in an organisation. Have you worked with organisations that have that? No. Uh, I've seen uh, a little movement in the academic side where there is uh, a dean or an associate dean for collaboration. Because, uh, well, I didn't talk about that here, there's a big movement in academia called the science of team science, where there's a lot of emphasis in, in multidisciplinary teams. Uh, and, and so academia is trying to, again, um, um, learn uh, about collaboration. And, and, um, and so they're, they're the ones that were, we are the ones that are beginning to think about that. So, mm -hmm. But in, 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 in the corporate world, in the healthcare world, uh, no. So it's one of these next things where we know it's a good idea, but we've got our own translation issues Correct. even in that right. way. Yes. So there was plenty else that was happening today, Ben. A lot of networking, a lot of catching up names to faces. You had the chance to go and uh, chat with some of the audience, delegates. Uh, how did you find that? Yeah, I did. So I guess one of the benefits of coming to a conference like this, and this is my first sim conference, is just being able to put faces to names and also uh, t to meet some people who are really passionate about sim and share some experiences. Uh, and so I had the privilege of uh, talking to uh, some of your fellows, Nimat and Shaggy, and also uh, one of the surgeons uh, from down south, Suj. Uh, and we had an interesting discussion about their highlights for the day and uh, what they've taken away from the conference so far. My name is Nimat Al-Saba. I'm an emergency physician and uh, simulation fellow at Bond University. I really enjoyed our first day uh, and I think the, uh, the highlight for me was the in situ um, simulation session. It's really great to hear from other people how they're doing uh, their in situ simulation and there's always a good take-home message from those people who've done it. Uh, for instance, I really like the, um, the Mara Hospital um, uh, take-home message, like the things that they uncover uh, unintentionally, uh, which was the one um, they mentioned about the swap card, uh, getting the uh, response team to uh, other areas. Uh, I think that's um, 
one of the things that I really enjoyed. Um, hi, my name is Shaggy. I'm the simulation fellow at GCUH. Um, so I learned a lot today. And um, I think one of the first things I really enjoyed was one of the sim health streams that was n- about stress and anxiety. Um, and it was interesting because we had uh, someone giving a talk about cultural simulation if I can say that like that. So yeah, she was from Saudi Arabia and doing a sim um, in Adelaide, but she had to configure her sim to be culturally acceptable back home. Um, Yeah, so I found that really interesting how culture can affect what we do in simulation and how it can also affect the participants' stress level and things like that. And I also enjoyed the Insight You Sim plenary as well. And it's really interesting to see how much knowledge there is about insight you sim and especially about what what i found interesting was uh about the patient's view on doing insight you simulation and how there's re- more and more research being done about that i'm sujiva palagama uh, i'm actually a senior lecturer from university of new england the key lessons i learned from the simulation congress uh, this time is actually um, a lot the main ones that i learned were the um the the depth and the breadth uh, of simulation. Yeah, I think the great comments, and I think that just shows the diversity of what different people take away. For the final segment of this day one podcast, I spoke to Jessica Stokes Parish, the convener of the Sim Health section of the program, about what she thought about the day, and in particular about these themes about teamwork. We've gotten through that first opening plenary, so we've all breathed a deep sigh of relief that the extravaganza has gone ahead. Everyone's been where they needed to be, so I think everyone's excited. Social media seems to be pretty uh, happening, and um, I'm hopeful that it's going to be a really great event. Excellent. So what you're talking about is a simulation we saw on stage about a retrieval team coming to a patient uh, and acted on stage that must have taken a bit of organising. What do you think were the takeaways for the audience in watching that? What was clear to me certainly was how much effort goes into coordinating those kinds of simulations. You know, there was five or six people participating Mm -hmm. in it, various roles. Um, And actually, I was just talking to Sam, one of the organisers, and she was just saying she much prefers to be the instructor than the simulated patient. So... um, Uh, you know all all the the clinicians so I think it it, again it highlights that idea that we as clinicians or the simulation instructors sometimes don't get the same opportunities that we put on our students and um, I think it's probably good to immerse ourselves in that situation every now and then just to know what it really feels like. And then we had Eduardo's talk which again I think really set the scene nicely for across health and defence and other disciplines who are here because teamwork crosses across all those uh, areas. What were your takeaways from Eduardo's talk? I think the thing that really stood out to me was this whole concept of instructional design being central to the success of simulation and I think we know that um, but I think we do get caught up in the fancy stuff and we get caught up in the fidelity of things or how it looks and um, did everything work smoothly but I think the reality is that it comes down to your learning objectives and what are you trying to achieve and what's the outcome that you want to get from that mm. um, and of course how 
you know, you need a debrief or some sort of reflection activity to actually process that scenario in some way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of our guests are now down at the exhibition hall. Uh, Some highlights from there, do you think? We've got some new exhibitors and some with some new stuff. Um, We've got actually a few new exhibitors. We've got quite a lot of virtual reality, quite a lot of serious games and a lot of our finalists from the serious games competition. I Simulate is probably one of the big ones that have got a huge... Um, session and a, a larger um, e- exhibition. Laydell, as always, has mm-hmm. huge amounts and, and, of course, there's the defence side of things. So it's the biggest exhibition that we've had and um, I think it'll be exciting to see what's there. Yeah. Well, Jess, we're looking forward to it and we'll no doubt be speaking to you over the next couple of days to see how it's going. Thanks, Jess. All right, Ben, so that's a, a day one wrap, I think. Have you got uh, things you're looking forward to? In fact, you're speaking tomorrow, I believe. Any other highlights on day two? Yeah, look, I think for me uh, it's going to be all about paediatrics tomorrow. So we've got the introductory breakfast and we're going to have a, a series of talks. Uh, then we're going to have a little chat about the Simulcast Journal Club as well. So I'm excited about that.